Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Contramundum. Uh, hello, CJ. How are you? Good to see you. Uh, you're back from the wine bar. <laughs> yes, you you did it without me. I told you I couldn't do it, and you you found a replacement. Uh, yeah, like CJ Light. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, Matthew almost was uh, he almost Wally pipped you. I know you're not a sports ball uh, guy, but that's a, a sports reference. Uh, so I'll I'll explain it later, maybe. But uh, yeah, I had, I had a good week this this week too. Thanks for asking. Uh, I was <laughs> I was in. Uh, I actually, don't care. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, no, I, I, I was in uh, the Austin area with uh, Joel Webin and, and A.D. Robles uh, all week recording uh, an awesome uh, podcast project. And uh, that's going to come out, I think, probably January is what Joel said. Uh, so I'll be promoting that. It's all, it's all about my book, too. So, of course, I have to promote it, right? Uh, so it, 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 was, it was a lot of fun. Those guys are awesome. And it was fun to hang out with them all week. But I'm very glad to be back home. Um, and, uh, and also here with you, CJ. So this is great, um, to, to get to talk, uh, to do our first live episode together. This late, is late at yeah. night. Yeah. Well, it's late for me, for you. What is it like seven o'clock? Uh, it, it's an hour <laughs> past my bedtime, man. It's <laughs> of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, yeah, this week, uh, a lot, uh, happened, even though nothing ever happens. Uh, a lot has, uh, has taken place, um, this week. That uh, we and we haven't had to, you know, a chance to catch up about the current events that have been unfolding. The last episode we did was on um, on Israel and Palestine. Now things and are getting heated. Yeah, things are getting heated, but it, it's kind of been in a, you know, stasis for the last two two weeks since we talked. Um, yeah, there's a lot of hot rhetoric though. Um, oh yeah. I mean, now we're talking. You know, I guess there's been some you know things happening in syria with the united states military mm. and iran's getting hot and spicy and russia and china it's like yeah um, i don't know it's nothing ever happens but could it happen i don't it know it sure seems like things are yeah about to happen and i mean you you did you see the the rally in turkey uh with erdogan did you see I any did. of that i did yeah no yeah, yeah that's i mean that's interesting because that's like that's like a nato country right mm-hmm. and uh what happens there? I mean, I don't think, you know, Turkey or Iran are going to invade um, Israel. You know, I, I highly doubt something like that will take place. But right. who knows? Right. Who knows what, what's going to happen? Well, I think it's more likely that um, there'll be like some sort of false flag and Israel will beg America for Iran involvement. And so yeah. we'll go to Iran before Iran would go to Israel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. And, and most of these things occur via proxies, too. Right, so mm-hmm. so Iran would would support you know Hezbollah in in Lebanon. Um, I don't think they would like send their own like the you know Revolutionary Guard or something into uh, into Israel or anything like that. But um, who knows? I mean, who knows what how things are going to go down? Uh, but it sure seems like things are going down. So, uh, but there's there's other stuff that has happened besides you know geopolitics and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. We had uh, today. Um, what was your favorite Mike Pence uh, presidential campaign moment? <laughs> I mean, obviously the interview with Tucker. <laughs> yes, me too. I mean, yeah, well, <laughs> why not? Is yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's classic Pence, and like when he announced that he's uh, you know no longer running, I was like, wait, who 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 is this again? Yeah. Who, oh yeah, you. You're here. Not <laughs> about you. Yeah, it's I like think... it's like the Arrested Development, and you know, it's like her. <laughs> yeah, I think they were relying. They wanted Pence to basically challenge Trump face to face as some sort of like 
standoff to call him to account for what he did. And Trump's like, yeah, I'm not going to show up. And so, <laughs> and so, you yeah. know, and then, then who wants Pence without the drama of uh, Trump, yeah. you know, so even, even the, even his backers, you know, weren't going to, they, they knew it was a losing strategy. So. Yeah. And you saw done. some of like the campaign photos of him in Iowa. Right. And I, there was a headline where like Mike Pence struggles to get 15 people to show up at a pizza ranch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like in the pharmacy. Yeah. There's like four guys and, and then like four security guards and that's it. Uh, yeah. And, it's, and they're not even looking at him. They're just like, I'm here to pick up my pills, man. Like <laughs> I, I don't even want to be here. <laughs> yeah. Let's, awesome. let's play. Uh, speaking of the Tucker, uh, the the tucker video uh let's let's play it i i have it here uh queued up uh here we go you are thank distra- you, you are distressed notice. that the ukrainians don't have enough american tanks every city in the united states has become much worse over the past three years yeah. drive around there's not one city that's gotten better in the united states Thanks. and it's visible our economy has degraded the suicide rate has jumped public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased. And yet your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars, don't have enough tanks. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that? Well, it's not my concern. (laughs) Tucker, I've heard that routine from you before, but that's not my concern. Oh, classic, classic. Yeah, yeah, Tucker for president. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> oh man, that's just that's it's it's hilarious. I mean, it, I mean that his campaign was dead there. I mean, it it was already it, it never was going to be anything. Yeah, but like right there, he just he drove a stake right through the heart of Mike Pence. He did. <laughs> oh, and and yeah, I mean, it was it was clear. Did you see DeSantis's tweet about? Um, Mike Pence, you know, he just tweeted it a little bit ago. No, what did he say? Uh, he said something like, "Oh, Mike Pence is a good man, and we we wish him well, and 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 things like that." And I'm thinking, like, what are you doing? Why yeah, are you I saying don't... that? He's a traitor, and all the people that you're trying to get to vote for you despise yeah. him. Yeah, you should attack him more than and you he... attack Trump. Those are like signals that he's giving to the donor class. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, retarded. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, it is. I don't, I don't know what to say. Like, DeSantis had so much potential. He was going to be like, you know, Trump's protege, and he's completely throwing it all away. It's really sad. Yeah, yeah uh, it, it, it is. Yeah, yeah. This here's here's a good comment. Can you see the comments uh, as they're rolling in? Uh, I can. This, this is a good one to talk about. Like uh, right here, you know, why talk about point one percent of which is a hundred billion um, as a source of U.S. problems. Right. Why? Uh, so Tucker is saying we're gi- we're giving tens of billions of dollars to Ukraine, and here are all these other problems that we need to address in in our country. Um, you know. So what what do you you know respond to that uh, comment, CJ? I don't really understand what it's saying. Is he saying like? Um, I'll put it back. Like, well, what, like, is, he, is he asking why is tr- why is Tucker talking about these problems as if the Ukraine had anything to do with it? Or oh, here's a follow up. Uh, so uh, U.S. is selling gas to Germany, keeping Europe uh, from alliance with Russia, China, getting Germany, uh, Germany industry moving to us, not to mention the moral question. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think that the, the question there, it's it's not so much like this is the ma- this massive chunk of, of money. I mean, it is a huge 
chunk of money, right? Tens of, of, of billions of, of dollars. And, and of course, it's not just like pallets of cash, right? Um, but, you know, things like that, even, even that are, are fungible. Um, and so it's, it's more the, the question of priorities, right? Um, why, why do you care so much about Ukraine, right? This is the point that Tucker's making. Why do you care so much about Ukraine when, when our country is a mess? Right, and this is not helping American people. Well, it's at all. Yeah, it's also symbolic. I mean, it's representative yeah. of the of the way that the United States runs its regime. Yeah, you know that's that's this is the way it does all across the board through hundreds of departments and agencies and all of its various projects. This is how it does everything. U.S. Yeah. the United States and its people, its heritage uh, people, are basically um, only there to provide um, you know the the gunpowder for the. Yeah. They're, the they're tax they're tax cows for the regime. Yeah. 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 And 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 the point is not, oh, we want to keep you know Russia from you know uh or, or Germany and, and, and Western Europe from buying Russian, you know, uh, gas and oil and, and things like that. I, I, obviously that's like an economic priority of the regime. They want to cut Europe off from or Russia off from Europe and vice versa. Uh but it's it it's more about bringing Russia under the under the thumb of the American regime, right? That's, that's the point of all of this. It's not, um, it, it's not even economic or, or geopolitical, like having a balance, yeah, having this balance of power and things like that. It's, it's like, no, they want to crush Russia and, and do what they did to the rest of Eastern Europe after the fall of the Soviet Union and strip it down for parts mm-hmm. and, and not have this country, which is, you know, a thorn in their side. They want, they want, to have gay pride parades in Moscow, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's what they want. Right? They want they want to install our values uh, mm-hmm. in in Russia, and, and in places like Hungary too. Uh, and, and Tucker has talked about that before. Uh, he gave that speech uh, uh, to you know a large, like I think it was like CPAC or something like that in Hungary, um, and and said like you know the U.S. ambassador is over here you know chastising your country over right over. You know, you be being anti-LGBT uh, plus, you know, or whatever, and um, and he's like, "That's that's atrocious." Who, who goes to somebody's country and tells them how they're supposed to live? That's that's insane. I mean, that's that that's not how you conduct diplomacy. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it, the 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 whole Ukraine thing, it is, it like you said, it's symbolic. Right, it's symbolic of the regime's priorities. They don't care about our people at all. And the statement by by uh, Pence, even though people are like, "Well, it was kind of out of context." He doesn't. He's not saying that he doesn't care about those things. But um, you know, it's it's it doesn't actually matter because he really. Do- the truth is, he really doesn't care. Well, that's what's so great right about it. He, he, <laughs> I don't think he would. I don't think he meant it like that. I think he no. was he was thinking of answering some you know, a different type of question. Like he was trying to say that Ukraine was not his problem or something like that. Um, but yeah, or he's saying it's, that it's not my concern that they don't have enough tanks or something, but like it's that. perfect. It's, else, it's, it's perfect because it's reflective of the neocon approach to American and global politics. It's, yeah. it's perfect. It's, it's like, it's yeah. one of those beautiful, um, you know, symbolic moments in American political discourse where mm-hmm. he literally, there's, there hasn't been a, you know, a, a political, a candidate that's spoken so truthfully and it was done accidentally, you know, by so accident. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hilarious and it's, it's, yeah. it's beautiful and it's truthful. And I think people should always remember that clip because I think it's one of the most honest clips um, in the last de- several decades. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and speaking of, 
Speaking of symbolism, um, there there was also another event this week. the The Charlottesville statue of Robert E. Lee mm. was uh, melted down, and they they made sure to like cut his face off mm-hmm. and take lots of pictures and video of that face being melted down, like the Terminator and the end of Terminator Two. Mm-hmm. Sorry if no one else has seen that, and I'm spoiling it. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, well, read the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> read the novelization. CJ. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean that—that's uh, obviously um, a massive symbol of what the regime wants to do to all of us, and what yeah. and it is doing to our our country's history and heritage. Um, I mean, you know, talk about. Uh, talk a little about uh, Robert E. Lee and the controversy right now. I mean, you, you'll see, I don't know if you saw like Samuel Perry, um, that uh, creature, uh, his tweet about, uh, you know, Robert E. Lee is like the patron saint of mediocre white men. Mm-hmm. Right. Did you see mm-hmm. that one? <laughs> no, I didn't see that one. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, you know, standard practice for these people. You know, it's funny because I was I was talking to my um, father before this happened, but I was talking to my father-in-law about Civil War stuff. And he, you know, he grew up, he was born in the early sixties. And so he came of age in like, you know, the seventies. And so when they learned about the civil war, you know, that was like the height of like post-war American propaganda, like the propositional naked uh, nation, propositional nation was just coming into being. And that's really the first several decades where people got this idea that, you know, Lincoln is a Messiah and, you know, just this, this progressive nature of america till it kind of reached its peak in world war ii so even there even in the 70s mm-hmm. he grew up learning in california that robert e lee was a very noble man that we should yeah. all look to as someone who was honorable who had character who carried himself well who defended his uh his his own people to the death even even um you know he was taught that you know even if the, the North was morally right or whatever. We should still emulate people like Jackson and, um, and Robert E. Lee as, as people who um, could speak to all Americans, uh, regardless yeah. of, of where they are and what side they are on that specific battle, but also other intellectual crises. So you kind of, you kind of see this, even at the height of American post-war propaganda, Robert E. Lee was someone to emulate. Now you, you come forward, you know, 40 years, uh, 50 years, and even like the conservatives, the Republicans, they're all the ones that are cheering, you know, the tearing down of, yeah. of Robert E. Lee. Yeah, you remember how this all started, right? This started with Nikki Haley. With Nikki Haley, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah so Nikki Haley taking down the Confederate flag from the so, South Carolina Capitol. Yeah. Yeah. So this just shows that it's it's part of the long march. It's you know, it's yeah. part of the transformation of American culture. It's a culture war issue. It's yeah. not a political war. It's not a. It's not just a democratic electoral yeah. news yeah. headline type, you know, issue. It's mm-hmm. it's deep. You know, it's it's really it's trying to drive a dagger into the you know the hegemonic aspects of of who we are as a people. It's yeah. uh, it's meant to humiliate us. It's meant to mock our past. It's meant to demoralize. It's meant to remind us that we are that we live in an occupied nation that people yeah. who hate us are in control and um, they know that it draws our ire. It, they know that it frustrates us and they're mocking us. They want us to be agitated and they want us to respond to them. This is kind of the point of those things. It's the angry white male. That's what they like to call yeah. us. And yeah. they're trying to yeah. their best to you know inflame something within us. So uh, I think Robert E. Lee is um, 
a good man. And I don't take anybody seriously who, who treats no. politics. Like it has to be this, like you took X side on, you know, this, this war 200 years ago, therefore you're a terrible person. Um, that I don't take that seriously, but I've seen a lot of that type of response from these neoconservative classical liberal Ayn Rand type people too. So <laughs> I have someone in particular in mind on that one. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sure I, I can, I know you're talking about, but uh, yeah, it, it's, it, it, it's interesting too, like the, the relitigation of the civil war that happens constantly. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, and it's, and it's, it's funny. I mean, maybe it's not funny. It's not funny. Um, that the people who are like, um, Oh yeah, Sherman, uh, drinking, uh, Confederate tears and blah, blah, blah. And it's like the people that are like the most antagonistic, um, toward, you know, Robert E. Lee and Southern heritage and, and, and those things, um, are people that, they they were not here in the United States. Like their their ancestors were not living in the United States. Their grandparents, mm-hmm. right? Their great grandparents. Uh, they, they, these are people who are maybe second or third generation at best, if not mm-hmm. first generation Americans. We talked um, a couple weeks ago the Michael Anton article where he he said, okay, after 1965, we've had something like a hundred million immigrants, right, come to this country. Many many of them from from the thir- most of them from the third world. And right when I see it, it's like those people are the ones that are are like, yeah, Robert E. Lee was a traitor. And it's like, what? Yeah, you were, you weren't even here, you know. And, yeah. I, and I and I say this myself. I said this book many times before. But my all of my ancestors at that time, you know, they immigrated here after the war, right in the eighteen seventies during the Franco-Prussian War. That's when they left Germany, mm-hmm. right? And so they they weren't here, right? They weren't here. So I don't think I should have. I don't. I'm my name is not on the Civil War. You know, registry database of soldiers who who fought in the war. Every every single person could look that up, and it's always kind of funny when people like look up somebody's last name. It's like zero entries, <laughs> right? Um, when they have these strong opinions about it, yeah. Um, and and the the our country as a as a distinct people, um, recovered after the war, right? Mm-hmm. There, I mean, regardless of your your opinion on it, um, the two sides where they there was a peace and a reconciliation uh particularly after the after reconstruction was was ended yeah and you see i mean you see these pictures of confederate and union veterans shaking hands you know 40 or 50 years after the war and um you have like the famous clip of of dwight eisenhower saying well i've got four portraits in in my in the oval office and one of them is of robert e lee and i'm not going to listen to anybody criticize him you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, and this is, this is like, you know, the architect of, of, uh, American victory in Europe, right. Mm-hmm. In world war two, like the entire mythos of our modern age is built on world war two. And this is the architect of it. That's what and, I'm saying. Like, yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, yeah. I mean, Robert E. Lee was always someone, you know, like even up into the nineties, I mean, like late in the late nineties, I mean, this, I mean, Jimmy Carter was flying the Confederate flag and when, during his presidency in the, in the seventies, well, uh, you know, Bill Clinton and Al Gore had like campaign buttons that they passed out with, with the Confederate yeah. flag. Yeah. It. Right. You it's, know, it's like, cause he's, I'm from Arkansas. So vote for me, you know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's part of, you know, it's part of the American um, history. It's part of yeah. who we are. I mean, we identify, this is what it like, um, I identify with both sides, you know, in, in yeah. that, in, in that, in that sort of sense, you know, my, no, my demeanor, I do too. Yeah. my demeanor and disposition is, is much more Southern, but, um, it's all my history and they're all my people. No. And, you know, at this point we're, we're, we're facing, 
you know, um, such ridiculous enemies that are so um, monstrous and serious that um, the idea that we have to relitigate it, I think yeah. it's kind of silly. Well, um, and, it, and it's a, it, I think what it, what it shows is people that are like, no, this is a traitor to the country. We don't have monuments to traitors, right? Those are people who haven't assimilated to actual American you know, yeah. culture and heritage. Yeah, those are the right. people that um, repeat MLK Jr. quotes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, they, I mean, really, that like, yeah, that it, like the true actual uh, American heritage is uh, there were honorable honorable men on both sides of the conflict, and we should honor these honorable yeah. men. Good, good people on both sides. I agree. Well, <laughs> well really, really though, like that's that's oh, that yeah. is what from from like 1870 until you know, maybe 1960, that's what everybody thought. Yeah. Like they weren't thinking, oh, those Confederates were traitors. They're terrible people. They're so yeah. evil and, and racist and bad, right? No, people didn't think that, right? Like act, actual bona fide American culture thought, no, Robert E. Lee was an honorable man. Stonewall Jackson was an honorable man. There are many, mm -hmm. many, of, many of the leaders. That, that's why we named all, until recently, all of our army bases, <laughs> right? We're named after these guys. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, it's a it's a humiliation ritual, right? Not of not just of like Southerners and people that are proud of of their their Southern heritage, but a humiliation ritual for all Americans, mm -hmm. right? That, that yeah, your exactly. history is is evil and bad, and and so seeing Robert E. Lee, it's not it's not meant to just humiliate you know people in in like the sticks in Virginia, right? It's it's meant to humiliate everybody that loves our country. Mm -hmm. Exactly, that's the point of it. That's what they're yeah. trying to do, and. And so you see things like that and you, you, you have to, you have to you know, sort of be angry, right. Uh, and not, not humiliated, right. You can't let them win and, and feel, feel humiliated that you're in this occupied country. Um, it is, um, it, it's something rather you should, I, I think, take, take pride in, right. That we have something worth them wanting to destroy, right. We, we still have it. And, um, this is them. I think it's, a in a, in, a, in one sense, it's a sign of their own impotence, right? They can't capture our hearts, mm -hmm. right? We, we still love our country. We love America and we love our, our history and our heritage and they can melt down statues, right? They can take down monuments, uh, but they can't, they can't take what, what we love from inside of us. Yeah. Right? That, that, so I, I think in, in one sense it is, um, if you look at it that way, it's a victory, right? It's a victory that they, they have to go to these absurd humiliation ritual lengths to it's try also, to humiliate us. And, yeah, it's, and it's also can't. interesting. It's also interesting because I think our generation, younger, you and I, mm -hmm. I think are more fired up about this kind of stuff than our parents are. Oh, like, absolutely. So I yeah. think that's a big deal too. We care yeah. more about the statue. We care more about the symbolism. We care more about the people that are being torn down than even our parents mm -hmm. do. I mean, my, my dad just thinks it's silly and stupid, yeah. right? What's I the big it, deal, you know? Yeah. He just said, oh, that's, you know, that's stupid. Like, why are they doing that? They're just so, you know, they're just a bunch of dumb, you know, leftists or whatever. I think it's very serious, but the fact that I think it's serious and it's worth defending. And when we win, we're going to rebuild Robert E. Lee statues, which is a mentality yeah. that my parents don't have. But yeah. we're yeah. going to do that because it's going to be. It's going to be twice the size. It's going to be twice the size. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, someone yeah. someone's commenting on on your wall. You were like, "No, I can't show my my wall that I haven't finished." <laughs> I know. Should, <laughs> you should let them know what's on your wall. 
I have uh when I moved in here, this my this little bunker where I'm at under my house was a uh, recording studio for the previous person. So um and now I, it's a recording studio again. And now it's a recording <laughs> yeah, but I ripped off I ripped off all the fancy stuff. So oh, yeah. You weren't you weren't thinking ahead. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you were it's not. ugly. It's ugly, yeah. Yeah, we're good. we'll make it beautiful again, just like just like our country. <laughs> <laughs> I I took a knife and I started scraping at it and I was like, this is gonna take me years. So I'm just, yeah, just put some wallpaper it. up over it, you'll be fine. It's like bumpy though. It's like it's it, you can't put anything over it. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. Well, we'll 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 save the interior decoration conversation for later. Uh everyone's enthralled by it, I'm sure. Um it's also funny because I'm like looking at my own books behind me and I've got like a Mussolini biography and an Oswald Mosley biography. Yeah, Nietzsche. You know. And then I have like, yeah, and then I, yeah, it's um. And then your kids' home diverse stuff up there. <laughs> oh yeah. So. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, I, mine's all blurred out so nobody can see what I have on my bookshelf. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, all, I'm I'm like two steps ahead of you. Um, one of the one of the other things that that took place since we recorded, I think it was last week. I mean, time is a blur, and it's hard to keep track of of all the things that are going on. Uh, but your um, erstwhile opponent on Twitter, uh, Jenna Ellis, uh, took a plea deal. Yeah, uh, either this week or last week. Um, last week, and, I think. Yeah, it was last week, and uh, her plea deal. I mean, obviously, like the whole the whole case in Georgia. Like they're they they charged all of these people for election interference, you know whatever that means, and they they charge all of them in order to do this, in order to then for them to plea and cooperate with the prosecution, hand over you know evidence maybe that they don't have, um, and to not cooperate with with Trump's team. That's that's the big one is mm-hmm. uh, be able to cut off contact and and not talk about it in the media. Um, and so I you want you want to play her video of uh. Um, yeah, let's of her let's, plea. Let's play it. Yeah, let's play it. Okay. All right. I'll I'll pull it up here. It's really sad. It is sad. Who is also a Christian? I take my responsibilities as a lawyer very seriously, and I endeavor to be a person of sound moral and ethical character in all of my dealings. In the wake of the 2020 presidential election. I believed that challenging the results on behalf of President Trump should be pursued in a just and legal way. I endeavored to represent my client to the best of my ability. I relied on others, including lawyers with many more years of experience than I, to provide me with true and reliable information, especially since my role involved speaking to the media and to legislators in various states. What I did not do, but should have done, Your Honor, was to make sure that the facts the other lawyers alleged to be true were in fact true. In the frenetic pace of attempting to raise challenges to the election in several states, including Georgia, I failed to do my due diligence. I believe in and I value election integrity. If I knew then what I know now, I would have declined to represent Donald Trump in these post-election challenges. I look back on this whole experience with deep remorse. For those failures of mine, Your Honor, I have taken responsibility already before the Colorado Bar who censured me. And I now take responsibility before this court and apologize to the people of Georgia. Thank you. Yeah, so that's another you know example of I mean it's it's like a literal struggle session that she's forced to undergo, mm-hmm. and 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 you know on top of that like yeah she's censured by the bar. Uh, John Eastman is undergoing a bar bar uh, trial right now in the state of California, 
and uh, sim- similar things are going on. And and they want, I mean, you, you see that and it's like the crime is representing someone who is an enemy of the state, mm-hmm. right? That's what her crime is. You know, mm-hmm. and, and she's like, oh, I, I said things that were not true or I, I repeated things that were not true or whatever. Well, that, I mean, well, one, that's on you. Like you, you're the attorney, you know, you, you need to be able to verify things. Well, uh, but I, th- I think were a they lot not of, true, you know, I think a lot of what she did was true. Yeah. I, like I, I it's so really, too. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty st- mentally strong, but it's really hard not to be gaslit. It's really cr- oh, right, yeah. right now on this issue, but I know what I saw. I saw it live. Yeah. We saw yeah. it play out on social media, all over the internet. We, we witnessed one of the greatest election, um, uh, fortifications in history. <laughs> yeah, we did. You know? And, you know, as someone who, as someone who witnessed that, it's, it's a really good reminder of what I was saying in that little confrontation I had with her on Twitter, that yeah. politics is more fundamental and foundational than, than the law. Like yeah. at the end of the day, the purpose of the law is to support the regime. And if you have a regime that's intent on keeping itself in power, um, then it's going to use the law to its own advantage. You know, in the way that she talks about, you know, um, her respect for the law and all those things. It's, it's a reminder that you need to realize that the law is a, is a, is a sword. The, the, the law is a weapon that the regime yeah. uses um, for its own purposes. And so you need to be very careful about looking at the law without a political lens on, especially in our hyper-politicized world. You need to realize that politics yeah. is more foundational. And if you're going to fight for what you believe in, you have to engage in politics. And contrary to what yeah. Jenna said to me, Calling for a political struggle is not a call for civil war. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a call for um, opposition to the regime on behalf of the country we love. And so yeah. we need to engage in politics and politics needs to be the medium through which we fight against this regime um, because the law is, is going to work in their favor. We have to think politically, not legally. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's that was the point. And, and I mean, the irony in the stuff she was saying, like the, the one tweet that that she really went after of yours was America's a totalitarian country, right? That's what, that's what you're saying. Like the, the regime that ah, was over us is yeah, totalitarian. I'm, I'm witnessing yeah. her. Like she's going through yeah. a show trial. You know? I know. I know. Like this, this is like literally Stalinist. Yeah. And, and she's undergoing this. Right. Mm-hmm. And how can you not see it? Like how well, can she I- not see this? I mean, I think we, we look at the people who reported on the realities in so, in the Soviet Union during those during, you know, one of the worst times in Russian history. Yeah. And we have to realize, you know, looking back on it, it's easier to see things clearly. But I bet all the people around those who were speaking truth during that time, all those people were like, what are you talking about? You know, we're, we are free. Like, you know what I mean? That's just it's just hard for people to realize that it's hard for them to get out of the system and look back on it objectively. And it takes people who are willing to do that. Like for us to say things like we already live in a totalitarian system. We already have lost our freedoms. It's not, it's not, we don't live in a state where we need to conserve and preserve our freedoms. We need to regain what has already been stolen from us. They're gone already. They're gone. If if you, if you can't, if you can't contest an election that's rife with uh, fortification, um, then you you don't have the freedom you think you have, right? If, mm-hmm. if if anyone who represents a president who's contesting an election gets hauled before judges and um and threatened with prison, like and, and I I see like the her like if you think about it from her perspective, I guess she she's a young mother, 
and has you know mm-hmm. has children doesn't want to go to prison and be away from her children, which is understandable. I mean, and which they were like, obviously threatening her with because that's a pressure yeah. point, and that's yeah. how totalitarian regimes work. Yeah, I mean, I mean, part of it is folly on on Trump's um, on, on Trump for like employing a, a mother. I mean, maybe well, maybe he doesn't have the foresight to see that this is going to go down is, exactly this way. Well, you know? this is also one of the worst things that Trump has done after this whole experience is his refusal to stand by those who stood by him. Yeah. Um, you know, no. you and I, you know, we have our preferences for Trump, mm-hmm. um, but we're not above criticizing him either. And this yeah. is one area that I think he definitely had always been lacking on is standing by those people he expects to be loyal to him. Yeah, this is, this is a good comment. <laughs> yeah, that we have to say uh, we have to say fortification. Yeah, you know, we yeah, we we like to slip by the um, uh, the, the censors of the regime. Uh, by by using euphemisms that they they fashion for themselves, and yeah, that's that exactly. It's proof. Like we ha- we can't we can't even like say what happened mm-hmm. out loud mm-hmm. uh, without everything getting shut down, right? <laughs> you're not you're you're not in a free country. Like how could people not see this, right? How, yeah. can, how can how can you see? Oh yes, we have the Constitution and it it's protecting our rights. Isn't that so wonderful? Well, no, no, you don't. You you don't have anything like that at all. You have to you have to use euphemisms to talk about what you saw happen right in front of you, mm-hmm. right? And and like you said, um, the gaslighting is it's intense. intense. It's intense. It yeah. Intense. Um, I mean, it, it, there's moments where you like e- even I am like, well, did it really happen? Um, like it like I did, <laughs> and and it's like, well, yeah. no. Like I remember the water main breaking and the videos yeah. of of um. You know, I watched State I was Farm Arena being stuffed with ballots. Yeah, I was up, duffel bags of, of ballots, you know. I was up I didn't go to sleep on election night and I watched no, me neither. you know the the curve the the infamous curve situation, you know. Yeah, I watched it live. You know. Yeah. You yeah, know? Me too. Like, so it's yeah. I and 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 it's like I'm not going to forget that. You know, and 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 tons of people didn't. Like that's why mm-hmm. um you know the uh the epiphany um mostly peaceful uh happening at the capitol um on the on you know the 6th of january um occurred mm-hmm. right uh even that we can't really we got to be careful talking about that uh and like it occurred because a million people saw that and or millions of people saw that and a million people were angry enough to go there on a on a work day right yeah. it, and, and and so it 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 shows you that yeah you, what you were living in is not what you think it is. That's why when people like try to engage in discussion of like electoral politics in, in 20 for the 2024 election, like, well, we just need to get a guy who is going to win and, and will carry the moderates and blah, blah, blah. And like, and, and treating it like it's any ordinary thing from like 20 years ago um, is, is so foolish. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I, you and I, we don't see it that way. I don't look at it like, um, like basic electoral strategy and how to win different states and things like that. It's, it is, you, you have a totalitarian country running a sham of, of this political process of, of elections. And I just, I want, I want maximum disruption of the regime, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I want. And, and I mean, it looks like if they're getting all these people to roll on, on Trump and take plea bargains and things like that, like you, you have to think that they're, they're going to convict him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when, when are, most of these are supposed to set, go to, go to trial in like February. during, yeah. Like during the primary season. Yeah. The right? timing is, yeah. the timing is uh, itself um, r- ridiculous and totalitarian. Yeah. Yeah. 
Ah, uh, but that's that's what I want. I want Trump to be elected from prison. That's, yeah, what, that's me my too. dream. No, that I want the greatest outcome. Yeah. And it, it's and not because like we're like, oh, he's gonna he'll leave prison and save us and be the great man of history no, that fixes the country. No, that's not gonna happen. Because it's a delegitimacy uh, de um, accomplishment, you know, when that yeah. happens. Yeah, like whatever occurred in 2020, you know, delegitimized the regime uh, massively for you know tens of millions of people. And whatever insanity is going to occur over the next, you know, 12 months. I think it's going to make, is, yeah, I think they've lost control, though. I think, yeah. I think Trump's even going to be even more popular. You know, if he gets, if he so. gets imprisoned, I think, I mean, what's he at, like 65%? For the Republican primary, yeah, I mean it, it varies, you know, it, from like fifty-five to sixty-five. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and so I mean he is he's massively popular, and his popularity has grown because of this, and and I, I think they maybe thought that it it would go down, like they could just do this. Like I think they don't they don't recognize how much they are hated by right. regular people, right? Right, regular people see this and think, um, no, they're they're obviously persecuting this guy. It, it, did he commit any crime? Who cares what the charges are? Who cares? And none of that matters. Like it's obvious what they're doing, mm -hmm. and um, and yeah, it'll continue to be very popular, and and it 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 continues to delegitimize um what's occurring, and 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 this plays into you know the geopolitical situation going on as well, where right does anyone want to go fight and die for these people? Right. No, nobody, nobody does. Right. Nobody does like they, and, 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 or, or, or even, um, conduct warfare, right. In, mm -hmm. in various places on, on their behalf. Like, no, no, no one's going to support their wars. And I think that's part of why things are as dicey as they are. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, why, why Israel can't totally count on the support of the United States. That's crazy. That's, I mean, that's a world historical, you know, uh, occurrence yeah. right there. I mean, well, and, and uh, if you, you, if you and I are sitting in Tehran right now and like and 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 plotting right with the Ayatollah, like what are we gonna do? And you're thinking about the United States, right? Because they know all the same stuff we know, right? Mm -hmm. We don't have we don't have any um, you know secret knowledge about what's going on, um, and they they probably have more information than we do. Mm -hmm. um, but if if you and I are sitting there in Tehran and trying to, you know, game plan this stuff. And you, you're one, you're thinking there's no possible way they could invade and occupy our country period. They, they could not do it uh, with their present. I mean, with their present forces in being and military capabilities and, and so forth, that it, it could not be done. Right. Um, so they, they know that uh, they, I mean, there, you could have cruise missile strikes and things like that. Um, certainly, you know, limited, limited scale warfare, uh, it would, and, and that would be the thing that maybe make them not want to do anything is because there still would be, um, massive death and, and casualties in their cities and, and so mm -hmm. forth. Uh, but, but the, the threat of invasion doesn't exist and they, they know it. Um, and so maybe they gamble, right? Maybe they say, we're going to, we're going to go to war. Uh, and maybe we bring Turkey in with us, right? Um, I mean, that, that's that's something that's at least conceivable when in the past, like 20 years ago, it would be inconceivable. Mm -hmm. They would they wouldn't be able to do this, right? Um, they would do what they did to Iraq, to Iran, mm -hmm. right? Uh, they had the capability of doing something like that. And so um we've been we've been weakened massively uh, militarily, and they know it. 
Um, and so I don't, I don't know if anything is going to occur, anything is going to happen. Um, but, um, and, and it seems like now in this, in this scenario and this the thing, things occurring right now, but, um, it seems much more likely there will be something that will happen in the next 10 or, or 20 years, right? Oh yeah. It continues to weaken. Yeah, um, for sure. I don't know the rhetoric. The rhetoric, though, is re- like insane yeah. right now. Like the you know the way yeah. they're their way they're talking. Like I mean, Israel Netanyahu's talking like it's it's the end of Palestine forever. Like he's yeah. Talking, I mean, he's, he's talking he's referencing, genocide. Yeah, he's he's, he's referencing um, you like, know, First Samuel fifteen and right. and Saul being right. ordered to to slaughter the Amalekites. Yeah, and so what what does he mean there? Right, yeah, um, I know it's crazy. Yeah. It's obvious. Is he, what he, means is he bluffing? Like, are, are world leaders taking him seriously on that? Is he yeah, just this... is he just appealing to American audiences? I don't know. Yeah, this is a good comment. Um, there, I, I don't know if you saw like uh, Justin Amash. Uh, I, am I pronouncing his name? Right? Oh, I always say uh, Amash. Amash. Uh, his um, you know, his relatives. Uh, uh, several of them were killed when when that church was bombed by by the Israelis. Yeah. And so most, I mean, people our age and younger know that there are actually a substantial number of Palestinian Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, in the older generations, they think they're all just Muslims that uh, are are evil and deserve to die. Uh, but there are, there are a large number of Christians in Gaza. And, ancient, ancient Christian sites and communities yeah, that have been there for thousands of years. They've, mm-hmm. they've, they've been there the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. And... Um, and, and so, yeah, they, these are people that definitely we should be praying for. Hopefully, you know, if you have a good church, they'll pray for our our brothers and, and sisters in Christ um, that are going to suffer as the invasion goes underway. Uh, so mm-hmm. please take time to do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think it is, the like you said, the rhetoric has heated up. I think we, did we, we talk about before, I can't remember what we, we have and haven't talked about um uh, in the last couple of weeks. Um, but you, maybe you saw the Iranian foreign minister went to Riyadh to meet with the Saudis. Did mm-hmm. you see that? I saw it. I don't know anything yeah. about it. Which I, I mean, I, I don't know any details or, I mean, it's not like they issued a press release and said, here's what we talked about. Uh, but just the fact that he went there, mm-hmm. I mean, they've never, they haven't had relations, uh, I think ever. Yeah, no, um, I think, I think what's happening is Israel is isolating itself and, I think it's overstepped its bounds and I don't think America is, is in a position to be able to call out other people's bluff or to bluff ourselves. We can't, we, yeah. we have no longer have the strength to bluff. Um, we can send two carrier groups into the Eastern Mediterranean and one into the Persian Gulf. But, but what does that mean? You know, uh, other than right. like potential Gulf of Tonkin incidents, you know, mm-hmm. uh, what, what does it mean? Um, you know, I, obviously I think the ones in the Mediterranean are for Lebanon, you know, for them to know that, all right, if if Hezbollah invades, we'll start we'll start bombing their columns of troops and and things like that. But, um, and what are they there in the Persian Gulf for? Probably bait for a hypersonic missile, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that really, I mean, and you see that too that the um off of Yemen, the uh, the Houthis um uh, sent drones, like Iranian drones, uh, allegedly anyway, um to attack American ships. And, and that's so the other thing. It's really hard to know what's true and what's false right now. 
Yeah. I mean, and, and you see that too with like Crazy. the, yeah. the hospital bombing. We, we haven't talked about that, but like the hospital bombing that, that. that maybe, or maybe didn't. And, it, and it's like, no, it was a misfire. It was, I'm pretty Oscar. sure it was Israel. I would, I think it was an, an I mean, yeah. at, now that the, over time, like there's yeah. less fog of war and things like that. It's like, no, I, I think it was an airburst weapon, right? Cause there yeah. wasn't a huge crater impact uh, and buildings weren't destroyed, but there was a huge explosion way bigger than the kind of rockets that Hamas has mm-hmm. and the rocket that blew up, you know, didn't go in the same trajectory anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, and, and it did end up killing a bunch of people. Um, and that, even that was like, did it or didn't it? How do you, how do you know? Like they claim that 500 people were killed and then it was 150 and then it was five. And then, yeah, you know, so much of it is you don't, you don't know, but um, it's best not to believe anything. <laughs> yeah, it, from either side, but but Israel is the one that like our people are, are going to just take hook, line, and sinker, right? And anytime they say anything, well, that's just the truth, right? And so like when I responded to it on Twitter, it's you know Ben Shapiro just being a mouthpiece for the IDF, and it's like I don't I don't yeah. think we should just buy whatever they're saying you know um they're they're bombing this place and they're they're going to be casualties of civilians and even even the, the bombing of the church it's like well there were there was a uh, hamas target nearby and we we told people to get out of there and it's like well what are you what are they supposed to do you know where where, where are they supposed to go um you know i i i, I don't know it's 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 awful and 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 so, I mean, speaking of the whole conflict, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't mean to say not interested, um, in, in the ins and outs of it, but so much of it is, we just don't know. We can't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it's important to keep talking about it because I actually do think, um, there's something happening here. I in, don't, in, in the U S you mean, or, or no, just or the entire the conflict, conflict, in yeah. conflict in general, but our role in it, um, yeah. our reputation on the world scene, I think is at stake. Yeah. Um, but this is this is part of the experience of decline as well mm-hmm. is our inability to bluff anymore, our inability to be yeah. someone that's that seems threatening to other countries mm-hmm. that want to de-dollarize or de-Americanize. Mm-hmm. I think things are trans- transforming right now. And I think America, this is sort of the the um, not the birthing pains, but the sort of the death pains of an empire. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what we're witnessing. And this is I think this is going to be long term. I think we're going to be talking about this for months. And I think mm-hmm. it could very easily escalate if. Um, if the wrong hand is played over the next couple months, yeah. it'll be interesting. It'll also be interesting to see what yeah. this looks like as we come into, um, you know, the, the, the 2024 elections as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I think the, you know, the last, you know, the last point on that is like domestically, both in, in the United States and in, in your, especially in European countries, like you saw the big protest in London um, from, you know, yesterday or today. And um, it, that has become an issue too, because the, like the Israel, and Palestine conflict, really, I, I view it as like this intra-leftist civil war um, mm-hmm. that's occurring. Um, like mm-hmm. it's it's a leftist position, I, and this is maybe this is a spicy take, but it's late at night. You know, I can I can make a few, uh, but like supporting Israel is a leftist position, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a far left position to support Hamas, <laughs> right? And so yeah, no, no, between you're, the you're two, right. you know, you're, you're um, for sure, for sure, it's like the it's like the old progressive left. Is the Israel yeah. position and yeah. the new like third world left is the is the Hamas position? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that sure. that's that's how I view it, right? And uh, just like the GOP is is a leftist party, mm-hmm. uh, it's just the, the furthest right of the options, mm-hmm. and um, 
And so, but you see this everywhere. Like even in, in my state, you know, I, there are, I, you drive in the twin cities and there are like pro Hamas demonstrations all over the place. I saw one in like a, a wealthy twin city suburb uh, last week. And, and then everywhere else, there are these billboards from jewbelong.org about fighting anti-Semitism, and, and then some of them are quite vulgar. Uh, I won't, I won't get into what they say, uh, but like sexually lewd stuff. And it's like, what are you, why, what's going on here? Um, and, and you see, it's like, like Minnesota is this battleground of, 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 really, of the two lefts yeah, of the two lefts that exist in, in America. And you see this on all the universities as well, especially the, the big Ivy league ones. Um, and, and, and it's interesting, like the, you, you probably saw the tweet from the, from like this, uh, Jewish advocacy, advocacy guy in, in Israel or rather, um, in, in the UK where he's commenting on the big March in, in the UK in support mm -hmm. of, of Palestine and, and, and basically saying, oh, well, Jewish people can't live here anymore. Things like that. And then like you, you scroll back and you like search his tweets and he calls, you know, people that oppose immigration, you know, basically yeah. racist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's like, well, Oh, well, I that was uh, Ben Freeman. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I responded to his tweet and I was like, camp of the saints is when the third world is actively replacing native British Londoners. And all we can talk about is whether some other non-British group feels threatened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now you're allowed to talk about mass migration, right? Just right. like the New York Post uh, is like being critical of, of George Soros and saying he's funding all of these pro Hamas groups. Yeah. It's like, oh, 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 we're we're allowed to criticize George Soros now. We're not going to be called anti-Semitic if we if we point to the things that he's doing. Um, you know, it, that's 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 interesting. It's like only only when like Israel is threatened, yeah, can we say maybe importing you know millions of third world people wasn't the best idea <laughs> now yep. we can say it now we're allowed yep. to right now we can we could pursue this position we can't say it because like we don't want you know our countries to be destroyed right uh you're not you're not you're not allowed to say that right you can't do that um right no because you're you're a horrible evil racist like enoch powell right um or oh. pat buchanan yeah. um right that's 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 how they view you but now, oh but now that israel's threatened Man, we should, we should, um, we were out of time today, but yeah, we should, we're running, we should, we're running out of time. Yeah. We should replay an Enoch Powell. Have you ever seen some of his life? Have you ever watched his oh, live oh, like the rivers of blood uh, speech? Well, or, yeah, that's speech, but his life goes in the late, yeah, the late, yeah. late shows. And yeah, he's like the smartest guy I've ever heard. Yeah. I think he's, I saw the one, brilliant. it was like the Dick yeah. the Vet show and uh, right. he's on there and he's incredibly articulate and, and bright. Uh, yeah. And, and, and it, you, you listen to it and he's not like some crazy person. Right. right. He's this Oxford educated, uh, upper crust British man. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and everything he said is exactly what happened to the yeah. UK and is happening to America. Yeah. Um, and, and it's like, and now you see it, like now you, you see these things and, it, and it's, um, and it's the same, I mean, it's the same as BLM, right? It's the same people that are supporting it, mm -hmm. right. For the same, and for the same reasons, right. They hate the West. Right, they want to destroy the West, and they see uh, Israel and the West as aligned. Mm -hmm. um, and, and of course, because they are, mm -hmm. and and we can debate that. I mean, it's so the whole issue is interesting because it's like I don't want to support Israel. I'm not going to support Israel. I'm, I, this is this is not this is no. I I never have right. At least you know, at least since I became an adult. Right? <laughs> and um, and so. It's it's weird because you 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 want to attack the far left, 
But then everyone thinks you're supporting Israel doing it. And it's like, well, no, I want to say that Israel's like, I'm not not supporting them either, you know? Um, And so you're, when you're on the right, you're in a weird situation where anything you say, someone's going to think you're supporting this side or that side, right? If I, if I criticize Israel and I say, Hey, they maybe shouldn't have bombed a hospital, right? Well, you're on the side of Hamas. It's like, no, no, I'm not. You're the same side as Ilhan Omar and BLM. It's like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm against both sides. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm against both. Like the United States should not be involved in this. Like it, this doesn't benefit us at all. Right. Yeah. If you read, um, you know, I have it here. Uh, I'm sure you have on your shelf somewhere uh, a copy of this of this book uh, by Mearsheimer, yeah. right? Uh, the the, uh, the Israel lobby, right? Mm-hmm. And you can read the whole thing, and it talks about how it it is this one sided. Isn't there a Gottfried endorsement on that one? Oh, there might be on the back. Um, I can't remember. Um, it's one of it's one of the endorsements. Paul's in there, I think. Um, Anyways, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Good, I could go through, yeah, but it, 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 people should read it because it it is it, it illustrates the the entire you know concept of no, Americans. It doesn't benefit Americans in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't at all. I mean, in most alliances, there's some geopolitical benefit. Like you could even make the case, like someone in the in the comments is making the case. Like here's how Ukraine, you know, supporting Ukraine is is beneficial to America and the geopolitical strategy and so forth. I, I don't agree with it, but but you can at least make that case. But with Israel, you cannot, right? You can't say, and this is what the neocons would always do. Well, we want democracy in the Middle East, and we want a liberal society in the Middle East to stabilize the region. And it's like it's done nothing but stabilize it. It's destabilized it, right? You you would have. And and they think like oh the, these Arabs they all they would do is just kill and butcher each other all the time that's all they've ever done and it's like no like you had peace for five hundred years when the Ottoman Empire ruled them and there are all these different disparate Arab groups too it's not like it was an easy peace um, but there would be peace mm-hmm. right um, and so the United States is forced to support them because a, a, a powerful wealthy lobby pushes it and and so you see when like Ron DeSantis tweets. Oh, I love Israel so much. Uh, it's he's after the donor money, right? Yeah. And Trump too, right? When Trump, you know, wears the hat and touches the wall, like he's he's after the donor money for sure, right? Like that's sure. you have to have that when when the new Speaker of the House. We even even talked about that. You know, we're running out of time, right? We're out of time. We're out of time. Uh, when, when he when he you know, this very first act is all right. Let's give a hundred billion to Ukraine and Israel. You know, uh, <laughs> it's like, um, when, yeah, I mean. Coincidence. Tom Woods always used to say, like, you know, it doesn't matter who you vote for. You end up with John McCain. It's like the yeah, same. Yeah. It doesn't matter what happens. You get shuffled and reshuffled and you end up with John McCain. Every so, single time. Every yeah, single time. Yeah, you get John McCain. So with well, that. That's, yeah, that's all we got uh, for today. Um, you got any stuff coming out uh, in the next week? Uh, I have a sh- I have my first uh, episode starting back up with Chronicles on Friday. And then. Um, Is that with Paul? Yeah, that was that's with Paul, and then yeah, find me at Contra Mortar. All right, uh, same here. I have a few articles that I've I've been working on. I got to, I got a little bit of stuff done uh, during the week, other than recording with Joel. So hopefully those will come out this week, and you can find those on news.gab.com. Um, otherwise, uh, stay dangerous. Dangerous? I can't speak. It's so late. Stay dangerous, and we will see you next time. All right. See you next time.